This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. You know what? I might like your wrist, but that's about it. That's it? I mean, that shit is expensive. But you rich. Get in the conversation. <laughs> For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, it is in the conversation. This is Damian Lemon, your host, and on my right hand side, I got El Capitan, El Coronel, Vladimir Camaño. Ah, shit. And on my left hand side, I got. You got the voice of your choice right here in the lab. You know what I'm saying? Ready to kick this thing off. Who's the voice of your choice, though? You ain't even say your name no more. Ali Muhammad. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you took that alley oop. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I'm part of the drop. <laughs> Yo, this cat threw himself his old alley oop. All right. See everybody get okay. I need to get me a drop together. Shit. Fellas, how we doing? Everything good, man. You know. Yeah. And uh you know, I'm out here, I got a little spot in Studio City. I'm over here looking at some uh some like little pink flowers. I got a nice little view out here. All right. Okay. All right. Did you get a spot? Uh I got a spot to November, then I gotta find another spot. I'm oh. I'm basically I got a buddy of mine who just bought a condo mm. and I'm I'm kinda you give me a little hookup for two months, and I got to find another spot. Living like a strapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, trying to, find, trying, to find, trying to find the next place to shake my ass. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's how strippers be, like, advertising. I saw, I've noticed that, like, on Instagram, like, you'll see the strippers on the Explore page, and they'll be like, Atlanta, from this date to this date. And it's just like, that's how they get their bookings. Well, you know, that's... A lot well, of other people do it, too. That's historical, though. You know what I'm saying? Because between Miami and Atlanta, there was always like a a trans city, you know what I'm saying? Like fly north conversion of strippers. Like you might go to the Rolex on Thursday uh-huh. and then be in Atlanta on Saturday, be the same girls. It's circuit. Yes. They, you know, they going back and forth to keep the money, yeah. the money flowing right. You know what I'm saying? So I guess they'll never get played out. They don't stay nowhere yeah. too long. Comedians do the same shit too. That <laughs> I'm thinking about. I but just be. fall into a city and just... <laughs> Yeah, Post sometimes up. if you're trying to, yeah, if you're trying to uh, establish yourself out there and you you find yourself somewhere, or say for instance, you out there for a weekend somewhere, mm-hmm. and you're in driving distance to another big city, you might take a couple days and just go ahead, you know, listen, I'm in town, blah blah blah. If there's any little one nighters or any little spots here, I'll play here, I'll play there. You know, you just kind of pop up, go get a little bit of money. Strippers pop up on your explore page. Yeah, strippers, is, they get big on the Explore page. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody that get a lot of likes gets on that shit. I've, I don't know if your Explore page becomes algorithm to if you click on some shit, but I see a lot of strip shit. I see a lot of fucking rap motherfuckers. <laughs> a lot of uh, graphic design people. You got like performers, all the performers on your page. Nah, then I'll get some, some, uh, some, some dumb shit where it's like... Uh, where it's like little puppy porn, 
You know what I mean? Like with the puppies is smiling or whatever fuck little shit like that. I get. Let me look at my explore page. Let me see if my shit is any different. No doubt. No doubt. Then uh, now I feel. Uh, no, I'm just. I'm just asking. I'm I'm here defensive man. about my <laughs> explore page. If you, if you like, if you like this, Damien. Yeah, I guess it's what it <laughs> is. You will enjoy. If you. Hmm. Nah, man. Let me see what's going on here on this explore page. Well, y'all keep you talking. Enjoy man. this. No doubt, What's going on with y'all? Here we go. I'm trying. I'm looking at my explore page too to see what the hell I got on there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a lot of sneakers. That's what I'm looking at. I no got uh, I got some. Uh, oh shit! I got a black woman naked being um, cuffed by the police. It was on the, <laughs> on the explore page. Shit! I basically got. Shit. I got a series of pit bulls because I'm, you know, I'm a huge pit bull head. Mm. And. Um, I got a bunch of like some fitness stuff too because I'm into the workout thing. Man, I got a bunch of weird uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> Talk I about got, it. I got a dude. I got somebody with a private jet. Yeah, oh, this nigga here. I know. I'm, t- I'm telling oh, you, people. Oh, Aspiration. Oh, this is the first. Hey, Ali. All right, Ali. Listen, listen, listen. This is the first to see. All right, Ali. We get it. We get it. We get it. I mean, I ain't on no motherfucking What you got, Chris? Yes, we get it. I, I was just saying, Ali's got golden microphones. No, there, no, no. You know I got I got, I got a vision board. That's what it looked like. It looked like Pinterest and shit. That's what this shit like. Some lady feeding up baby. Instagram model mom. Oh, uh-huh. I'm just, Look at that. I'm just Look trying to tell you, man. Look at that. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, man. I definitely got a different. My shit is uh, a little bit more urban. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I got one yeah, thing. Hey, you got a working, <laughs> working motherfuckers. Got a working class explorer. Hell yeah. yeah. My yeah. explorer is definitely. Not working class, but the working. Oh, man. <laughs> Check out your Explore page. I guess it says a lot about you. Yeah, anyway. Well, maybe. Who knows? Black Mom's blog. Oh, shit. What else is going <laughs> on, man? You got, damn, you got inspirational stuff. Man. You know? I'm just saying, man. Y'all think I'm trying to high sign all that shit. Don't play me, man. I'm just showing you what's, what's on the damn thing, man. Just it's just who it I am. It ain't even who I am. It's who they are. Oh, man. <laughs> shit. Oh, man. That's cool. <clears throat> what's going on, man? What's been uh, good with you? How y'all you know, been? I'm, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to get this iPhone Seven, man, because my brother needs a new phone. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yo, you know, I hit you off with a couple dollars for your current phone." Okay. And you get the new one. He pitched you. He. Uh, it was a kind of a mutual pitch. We were sitting it's, together. It can only be phone. one. There's no <laughs> such thing as a mutual came up pitch. With the idea. Who pitched who? So we were sitting down looking at the iPhone 7. Right? Okay, like it's a lot of weed. And I go, and I go, I go, Frankie, I don't think it's worth it. And he was like, do you want it? And I said, I don't think it's worth $850, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, what if I gave you a couple dollars for your current phone and then you get that one? I was like, well, let me think about it. Okay. But does, um, does that make it worth it? I mean, you know, to help my, you know, to give my brother a new phone, and then I get to this. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You hey, he built that humanitarian award for himself. Well, to bestow my brother with the benefit you know. of uh, new technology that's actually not new. I think I'm going to high sign on you, motherfuckers, and get the nine hundred dollar iPhone exactly. seven. And I'm gonna roll up in here with the wireless earbuds on you. Know. It make it worth it when it's less than eight fifty, is what you say. And then there's like, a basically, go ahead. you know, I'm tired. I, it, it makes me sad to see my brother shooting non 4K videos. You know what I mean? Uh, like, okay. He needs to really, you know. Where's he coming from? What kind um, of what kind of phone situation is he in? 
I think he has. I think he has a five S, maybe. Oh, um, I don't thought you was talking like he was uh, on a three. Yeah, something <laughs> well behind a five S. Now, but yo, he she shoot a lot of salsa videos, and sometimes they'd be a little a little patchy. You know what I mean? Okay, that's um, cool. I understand the, your benevolence, but I'm okay now. What is know, the what's the benefit of you getting that iPhone, that new seven? So here's going on now. Here's okay. going on now. You know, uh, the, you know, I'm an Apple head, right? Um, yeah. The challenge is now, and I, I want to speak to you guys about this, is that I'm actually looking at everything I spend my money on. Yeah. As um, uh, the what, what is the future value of my money? Does that make sense? Uh, um. So I've been looking at like I so I, I opened up an account with Betterment, uh, Betterment dot com. Okay. Yeah. And they do ret- retirement investing, and they basically do low cost uh, index funds. Okay. So every time you know, so like when I buy a pair of sneakers now, I'm like I could put that into my retirement account with an expected return of X. You know what I'm saying? All right. If you want to be that guy. But, Go ahead. Yeah. So that's how I kind of look at it now. So I'm like eight hundred ninety dollars. Right. I'm like yeah, but what's the future return of this? You know. So. I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys have a particular savings account system? Do you guys invest or do you guys straight <coughs> just kind of just keep it in cash? <laughs> well, if I did, I wouldn't tell you on the cast. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you want to rob me, if the IRS is looking for me, I got it under the mattress. Nah. I mean, I definitely invest. I definitely, but you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so shit, I'm investing every fucking day into Put it this back business. Put yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make it work. We do have little little accounts here and there, but I tell you, from, you know, the, re- the recession era, the 2008 to 11, 12, I leveraged most of my shit all the way to the hip. You know what mm. I'm saying? So... I'm just out here trying to get it back up, mm-hmm. trying to stack back up out here. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife talked about retiring, and she worried about that. And you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's a conscious thing. But shit, when you're in the middle of it, we too far to turn around. I can't go start no job for thirty years now and build up a four hundred one k. So I got to build it up, get it, get it back to you know what I'm saying, nice place. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We got you know some good real estate investment. So. That's what I always like. At the end of the day, we could sell this motherfucker here mm. and cash. Hilarious. Out. I love that. <laughs> That's an asset. You know what I'm saying? So that got good equity and shit. So, you know, hey, man, I'm, I ain't all perfect with mine. You got an asset, though. That's real shit. That's, that's, uh, that's official. <laughs> I got some. I got the last, last thing standing. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, shout out to my man, John Gabriel, because I was listening to him, his podcast, High and Mighty. And uh, he made this he made this comment about uh, uh, cats with like people with no kids, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like married couples or whatever, no kids or uh, couples with no kids. And he was like, "There's cert- there's a certain there's a certain bracket of people that haven't really built anything. The most expensive asset that they have is their laptop." Which I thought was hilarious because when I looked at the shit, I was like, God damn, let me think. <laughs> that could really be where I'm at. Like, um, I've been saving. I've been putting a couple things over here that, like, a, you know, you try to do like the Roth IRA and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And uh, <clears throat> I've been looking into it. It's so funny that you brought this up because I was actually hitting a friend of mine who works in finance about. You know what to do with this type of thing. You know how what should you do as you make money? Where could you put it? He was talking about retirement funds, mutual funds. You know, like I'll be honest with you. As much as you should do that, 
Mm-hmm. It's been a, it, for me, it's always been, and this is no excuse, but for me, it's always been this thing where it's, at the same time, it's overwhelming and a little dense, like boring in a way to where, <laughs> you know, like it's the right thing to do financially. But then when you when you talk to so many different people, you get so many conflicted. Oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you should do this. What you should do is what you really want to do. If you got a loophole, you do this. And the yield on that is going to be that, 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 that. But what you should do, and they don't want to tell you this, right. is you should look into this. And you read that book and you put that in there. But then you just put a little bit over there. It's just really, you should just, one, Live within your means. Save something. Just save some shit. However it yield is however it yield. And if you got the opportunity to invest in yourself, then do that too. No doubt. You know, that's how I'm kind of looking at it. I'm trying to, like, that's my next thing now is, you know, I'm going out on the road now. We just having a conversation about this, the three of us, mm-hmm. offline. But I'm looking at how to, what that means to invest in yourself. At one point, investing in yourself might just mean, you know, making some flyers up. You know what I mean? But then as start gets things start to get momentum, investing in yourself is like, let's build some infrastructure. Right. Let's get some things going. Let's start hiring people. How do you deal with that? How do you, you know? Yeah. It just gets more and more sophisticated as you go on. Listen to Dave Ramsey. He got some good shit to, no doubt. to add to that situation. Let me ask you this, Blair. Uh-oh. You got, go li- you got life insurance? Oh, shit. Uh, I do not have life insurance yet. I don't. Is that, that's a that's a that's a tripped out thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, and and it, like you know when you got kids and and a family and and you know what I'm saying if you check the fuck out, you know what I'm saying you want to have something, right? You know what I'm saying you don't want to be the GoFundMe nigga trying to keep the house. Yeah. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> GoFundMe. It, it ain't funny, but that's that's the new yeah. insurance. Like people like just die and go fund the shit. Let it let it be on <laughs> everyone else. You know what I'm saying? Let your people, let your people go fund that shit. Go fund me is also called Good Look It Out. <laughs> Thank you, oh, nigga. Appreciate man. it. Thank you. I'm Appreciate out. it. <laughs> 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 shit. Anyway. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's all that little stuff like that. That It's adult you, shit. It's, it's grown folks shit. It's shit you don't be thinking about. But you know what I'm saying? The more you move, and that's one of them things that when, when I left my job, well, you know, you had it through the job and all that. You know what I'm saying? It was like, well, damn. I know I could hustle. I know I could make shit work on my own. You know what I'm saying? If I'm out here, you know, I could, I could come, I could dream up some money. But if I'm not here, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Where that lead? You know what I'm saying? The rest of my family. Yeah, yeah. Because they you know might saying? not be dreaming like you. Nah, they, you know, the kids is the kids. My yeah. wife got the kids. And, right. You know what I'm saying? Then it's gonna be extra stress. It's just her. And then you know what I'm saying? Got the burden of the, the yeah. debts and shit. Yeah. Like you know, you got you know. So that's one thing, you know what I'm saying? I did think about that, but maybe because when I first met my wife, <laughs> her grandma, I never met her, her grandma died right before I met her, but her grandma was like, baby, make sure you get his insurance. <laughs> about you or yeah, about whoever? Just, just, at just this point, it's about me. Okay. It's just make sure you get his insurance. Like, uh, I got my own insurance. Nah, baby, his life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> if it die, you, you, want, you want to be the one to get the insurance. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that that was like a famous quote in mm-hmm. our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Ali, now, Ali, man, you think she would have said that to any 
to any shooter or specifically to you? That was just a, that was, was just like, her well, primary uh, philosophy. Okay, okay. Get <laughs> the insurance. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. Yeah. This right. motherfucker croak out in the field. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah Secure the bag, baby. Oh, man. Shit. That shit was a famous quote. <laughs> just because it's tragedy don't mean we got to be miserable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get his insurance, baby. <laughs> Nah, that's the sh- that's real talk. You should do that shit. Let me ask you this though. This is the thing that I always I bug out off of. Uh, how much is enough yield? Obviously, you want as much as you can, right? But people are always I notice I'll see people like, nah, I ain't really gonna invest in that because I only get a yield to this. But they don't invest in shit. Exactly. Hilarious. What? Hilarious. What? Uh, like you talking to the wrong ones, Mike. <laughs> not even, not even, just not even that. Let's let's take it back even further. We need to bring that. a financial. Detail. Yeah, because we that's that's when we getting deep in the weeds. But just <laughs> like on a broader level, how much? I think we talked about this before, but like, how much does it take to live a good life, right? right. And then on top of that, to to on the second part of that question is, you know, everybody's saying they planning for retirement, right? Mm-hmm. And you. Living to work and you never really lived, mm-hmm. right? You you keep saying when I. It's almost like people say, "Yo, when I finally quit my job or when I start doing this, I'm gonna be doing this." Right? And it's like you don't even understand how to treat yourself in your prime. Right? Who's to say when you old and you know what I mean, a little broken <laughs> down, you go have your, the faculties you together? Broke down? You go, oh, hopefully not, but you know, older. Right. right. You know what I mean? You know, fixed income. Right. And you never really been anywhere. Who's to say that you going, you know, like. Yeah, there's no guarantees. There's no shit. guarantee you there's even no retire. You better no live guarantee. now. Yeah, you know. What is retirement? You know what I'm saying? Do you ever really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're going to have to eat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Most people retire and do something. But, you know what I'm saying? It's just like what you said. You said, like, you know what I'm saying? Some people at their job, when I quit my job, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is also one of them things that you don't really even know what you're getting yourself into before you jump out of your job. A lot of times, you know, you jump out your job into something new. It takes you a while to get up to speed to on adjust. what it is that you're trying to do yeah. and to adjust to the lifestyle, right. which which life be been caught up with you and, and flew past you. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always a good thing to, to invest your time into understanding where you're going next. So, say before I left my job, you know what I'm saying, I had already started on what I was gonna do when I left my job. You know what I'm saying? While I worked my job, I was working my other thing. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much the whole time. So, it's while you're getting paid to be here, invest in yourself to make sure that you're going to the next place. I think the same thing goes for saving and, and looking at your future. It's like right now, you know what I'm saying? No, you can't wait to live. You're going to live a little bit, but then you're going to put a little bit, right. you know what I'm saying, over here to invest so somewhere you're later. going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When you when you out here hustling and shit, yeah, you, you hustling for the bills, but if you just hustling for bills and paying your bills, then you ain't going to never get ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? Because there's always going to be more bills. So you got to hustle ahead of your bills. You know what I'm saying? You got to hustle on the side of your bills. So you got enough to put over here, enough to reinvest in the business, and then enough to live. Or even if you hustle and stack, but you don't do anything with what you stack, you've never been in the 
the investment field. Not even in the investment field, but you've never even, uh, you've never had the behavior to have fun with what you've worked for. You know what I mean? Like if you, yeah, because because cause stacking could also be hoarding. That's a good point. Pete. Stacking is hoarded. Like. Like, I'm looking, I'm trying to get rid of some clothes and shit. Like, that ass, I got at least 50 undershirts. I don't need them fucking undershirts, but I'm hoarding them shits as if, like, if there's an undershirt drought of 2017, <laughs> I'm good. It, I, every, like, I don't have enough drawers for all these fucking undershirts. I got to start getting rid of the shit, and I find myself. Yeah, but that's a better problem to have with money. Oh, <laughs> of course. Of Hilarious. Of course. I got all this money, I don't even know where to put it. But that's what I'm saying. But there, is, <laughs> but there are people that got a shit ton of money. And they don't. They just. They just never do nothing. You know what I mean? Like they and, just and live to. Yeah, and there's people that die that way too. Yeah, but you know, there's, there's some people that you know that that hoard their money, and that's just how they run their life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> they become loan sharks and shit. <laughs> Hilarious. I need some interest on that. If the, when even you're bringing if it that, back. <laughs> Even that, that's still putting, that's still making your money active. But you know, it's like two chains said, you know, son, it's mine. Get it, you know, hey. do what you do what you do with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you man. ain't gonna be able to take it, but you know what I'm saying? You might outlive it. So yeah, you gotta you gotta play the you gotta play play the game wisely. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to outlive insurance. your money. You done stacked up all these many years and hoarded the money. Got hit by a car. Then didn't live too long. Didn't even have a life insurance. <laughs> nigga had five years left. All the money been gone for five years. Wait, what? <laughs> when you outlive your money. Say you've been stacking all your working life. You know what I'm saying? You you save a million, two yeah, million dollars. Yeah, and you live a million and six hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, you live a million eight. <laughs> life. And die broke and in debt. Fuck it, though. At 92. Oh, man. Well, because also, and do you know, you know, you and I always talk about this, is always the, 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 the perception of abundance versus scarcity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scared, because yeah. if you operate from a position of like money's gonna come around, yeah, you know, because I live in I live in abundance, then mm-hmm. you start investing in yourself, knowing that. Because I, I feel like when you operate from a scarcity perspective, you almost become afraid of investing in yourself because you're afraid of what the risk is. Of course, no doubt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you approach it like you know, I'm I'm investing in myself. I'm gonna be low, but I I know I'm gonna get it back somehow. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes you get punched in the mouth, and, and don't and, absolutely, and, and it don't come back. <laughs> but you know yeah. what? That's part of the game because it's gonna oh, come no, most, back. Most definitely, is part of the game. Yeah. But that that when you're talking about real life, yeah, you could you could be you know have abundant thoughts and you know investing yourself, and when the shit don't work, that shit punch you in the nose. You you know you might go back to scarcity thoughts for a little bit, <laughs> yeah. get yourself back together. <laughs> you start guarding a lot more. <laughs> hey, oh shit! Damn. Hey, you gotta start working on your defense. <laughs> Who that at the door? <laughs> Oh, uh, shit, man. Yeah, man. I just feel like, you know, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm definitely on that, that heavy on that scarcity versus abundance thinking, and I'm trying to be more abundant and benevolent, you know, like just be in the world and uh, try not to be too scared to live, you know what I mean? Like, go for this shit, you know, but obviously be smart. Don't mm-hmm. be an idiot, but don't don't be a fucking... Just a miser ass. You know what I mean? Like that's that yeah. ain't that ain't fly no more. That ain't fly. That ain't fly no more. <laughs> I mean. Miser swag. No, you know why? Cause I was thinking about it. You know when you get a little miser, miser swag. swag 
from Jay Z, early Jay Z. I was just listening to Give <laughs> It to Jay-Z. Me. I was listening to Give It to Me, Give It to Me, and he was that nigga is so fucking cheap, so stingy. <laughs> might light your wrist, but that about it. <laughs> Fuck it, I might wife you and buy you nice shit. But the nigga's like so conditional, you know what I mean? And you like that was one of the most rich rap cats in my like when I was coming up. So you might have been like, you know what? Maybe I do need nah, to yeah, be a little he, bit for him. He came out there and said, get the keys to the Lexus. Yeah. But no try. But no try. <laughs> <laughs> Give you the illusion of balling, but no, no, no. This is a secured credit card. Hey, man. you know, he secured the bag and all and all of the above. <laughs> he you know secured the bag. It was blocking it. Da, 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 chill. But anyway. He, he look like he's living life. He's, he's living, living life now. <laughs> he's living. He's abundant living well, now. Because he ain't got to spend it on nobody. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Maybe everything. They just still spending their own paper. <laughs> I mean, you know. All right. That's that together money is yeah, long. That's, so. that's how I, I think it's, uh, That is hilarious. Miser swag. Miser swag. Uh, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of other examples of who, who does that Scrooge well. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? At the same time, though, you know what I'm saying? At the same time, you, 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 you got to secure the bag, but you also got to protect the bag. You know what I'm saying? And the more the more loose you get with the swag, you know, the less the protection is on the back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So at some point you gotta learn the balance of it. You know what I mean? Ball and you responsibly. Gotta, you know what I mean? Yeah, well you gotta know you gotta know where where to draw the line. You gotta know how to protect it. <clears throat> Cause yeah. when you don't, that shit will fly. <laughs> Quick. That shit will fly. <laughs> Anyway, what were you about to say, Chris? You had you had some thoughts. Yeah, I was just gonna jump in. I read an article the other day about this guy that worked in the library at University of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and he, you know, the story said he was like this kind of like weird reclusive guy, didn't yeah. really spend any money ever. But he died recently, and he gave all of his money back to the university, and he had saved like four million dollars over wow. the course of his life. Oh come on! Yeah, but he just never spent any of it. Always worked in the library, like never did anything. Oh. It's crazy. Yeah. Yo, Vlad, do you remember? This is kind of reminds me of this. Do you remember back in the day? This was years ago. We were promoting Comedy on the Hump, and we were in uh, Union Square Park, right? And it was yeah. this dude out there who was selling like, like one of them potato slices that could slice everything. Carrots, potatoes. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> and he had, and he was like a performer. He was out there hustling these little potato slices, and he had drummed up a crowd around him. It was at least a crowd. Probably at least 40 people in a circle around him watching him do these demonstrations. He food demonstrations, selling these knives. These knives are maybe $10 or whatever. And he's building this crowd. Me and Vlad are out there promoting the show. So we start hitting the crowd off with flyers. And O'Han was like, hold on. You drum up your own crowd. Get out of here. (laughs) So we had to bounce. He said, you don't don't pitch to my crowd. Some shit like that, right? O'Han, he got knives. He got knives. He's selling knives, right? But about a month later, I'm watching CBS Sunday morning, and there's a whole fucking thing on him. <laughs> and he goes out and, and sells these knives. This motherfucker is rich as hell. Like, super millionaire. <laughs> he lives up in some, like, super luxury apartment. He blah, 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 blah. Like, just his life is laid out, but he still, every day, goes out there and hustle them knives just because that's what he loves to do. It was It, it kind of... It was bugged out. You never fucking know. Right. You never know. You got to live You got to live your life, man. How you how you see it, how you envision it. Some people don't want to, they, they just get the money and it's, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And some people want to, you know, do something with the money. 
You know what I'm saying? Show motherfuckers they had. Yeah. So I'm always nervous, but I have paranoia about that. You know, having that level of income and you just out in the streets unprotected. How you unprotected? Well, you know, Walking I mean, around I with guess your now because nah, like you know, I mean, I've been watching Narcos so much. I get like these paranoia, like you know, <laughs> potato slicer out there. They kidnap them for ransom. <laughs> oh, hilarious! <laughs> Narcos, Narcos got me so paranoid, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I doubt they're gonna do that <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Narcos got me so paranoid, man. Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what'll be worse though is if you get kidnapped, like super gangster kidnapped, and the ransom is some bullshit though. They'd be like, oh, four hundred dollars if you give me four hundred. You like, damn, you about to kill a <laughs> motherfucker. Four hundred. Yeah. Depends on. You yeah. take PayPal. Anyway. <laughs> What else? Oh, what's man. going on with y'all, man? We, uh, what's the latest with you, Muhammad? Man, you know, I just, uh, you know, had a, you know, one of them last of the summer weekends. Okay, you know what I'm saying? We were shooting uh, for Miller Light. Uh, we shoot this party called the Do Over. I've heard about that party. Heard yeah, it's dope. I, I heard. It. I've never been to it. This is my first time actually being at one. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty dope. It was live. You know what I'm saying? So we shot that, and it was you know it was interesting because you know when you shoot these events. Over time, you know, you start this because you're not. I'm not in the club every week, so right. when I do show up and we do these types of events, mm-hmm. you know, you get to hear the new songs. You right. know what I'm saying? You see how people moving, and it, and it's funny, like, like every so often there's a one move that everybody does, right. like in the club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day <clears throat> when I was coming up, it was that little move that Q-Tip and them used to do, mm-hmm. the little, you know, what I'm saying, the little hop, yeah, yeah, little yeah. hop step. Yeah. And it was a little jump, jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like every dance got an element of the Millie Rock to it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it's just that whole motion right. becomes the the new Diddy Bop in the club. Mm-hmm. Like the girls, the dudes, right? They they was playing for motherfucking Luke. Right, <laughs> pop that coochie. It's both still Millie Rocket today. Right, I'm like <laughs> that's the hot shit right now. It's like what what makes what makes one move the move everybody adopts. I think it's if it one. I think if the move is easy enough to do for everybody, because you remember when like the cabbage patch used to be hot for a bit, like certain moves where it's like it ain't that intricate. Or I remember, yeah, there's certain moves. I remember when the Dame Dash shit got hot for a minute. Like certain things that are just easy to do. The little Mary J step. The Mary J, you know what I mean? The puff little thing. And certain things that are just easy to do. Even though that Millie Rock is a little confusing on the, you know what I mean? Like how you, but I will, I've noticed that Rihanna tries the Millie Rock in every performance she does. No matter she's singing like a slow song or fast, it's always a little. That shit is the standard. You know what I'm saying? Like I've watched, I mean, I'm I'm taping, so I'm looking at people doing shit all night. It's the two-step. Every song, any song. So they they got it got a they could be doing another dance but they mm-hmm. them arms and the way that mm-hmm. people move their hands is in a milli rock fashion mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and it's it's just it's just funny like I'm sure he's proud of himself like you know what I'm saying he kind of I don't you know what I mean yeah he might not have made it up himself but he spread it out there who two milli or? two milli yeah he, he got it in the world like, you know he got a standard he got a dance and it's also a up rock. It's easier when it's something that you could do with your arms than with your feet. Because right. then with your feet, it's almost, you got to show a little bit more rhythm. If it's a step this way, step that way, boom, right. back. You know what I mean? Right. If it's something where you could just, remember when everybody used to just raise the roof? Yeah, raise the roof. <laughs> That's easy as shit. You could, you know what I mean? What was the last one you could do? 
It's a bunch. Dabbing. Dabbing. That's but simple. But see, now, see, it's all included. Like, even you might Millie Rock and then dab, yeah. dab on right. and then get it right. all worked together. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole little, uh, yeah, it's like a little. You know what I'm saying? It all, it's like. It's like it's, floor work. And it affects, you know what I'm saying, how people move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Of course, I, I film people, so I watch how people move. Uh-huh. I'm an observer with, in that form. Like even the way people, like like kids who in that culture start the way they walk and where right. they interact with each other, still has an element of that little funny style hand yeah. motion that yeah. I can't even figure out really how to do the shit. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough. But you know what? It also reminds me of too. It's like the Millie Rock is reminiscent a little bit of. Remember when um, and one was real hot and cats used to cross each other up and it just real about like right. mean like how you could kind of like when AI had that commercial where he was crossing and he carrying the ball right. and it kind of you could kind of see it go into a lot of different things. Right. It's it's got a little bit of that exactly too. like that becomes like the standard type of dribble. Right. That's the standard right. look you want to have in right. your dribble. Right. The, it's a the, default. The post Jordan moves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. Now that's the the the, the Millie Rockification of the mm-hmm. club. The Millie Rockification. <laughs> you gotta go ahead and patent that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just funny. It's it's funny to watch because then you're like, okay, how long is it gonna last? But shit, it's been going on for a minute. Till it get corny. You know what Till somebody, I don't know who gonna have to Millie Rock. Cause there's been some some people who you thought were gonna end the Millie Rock, Millie Rock. The dab died because Cam. Lost that Super Bowl. It ain't even all the way die, but it took a L. Right. But nobody's aligned to the Millie Rock. But see, the dab is something you do. It's like, okay, I'm going to hit it. Right. Bam. Like that little thing they do at the Millie Rock with their hands, it's just just a it's just a wine. It's just a motion. It ain't even like a it ain't even a dance at this point. It's just some it's just how people move. Right. I'm gonna put up some videos from from the other day. And I'm gonna just show you what I'm talking about. Yeah. Cause I was shooting in super slow mo, so you could just everything is that Millie Rock move with the ugly face. Right. Everything is right. the ugly face. Dance, right. Dance. Right. Yeah. Cause you're feeling it. Yeah. You you yeah. winding it up. You get, yeah. <laughs> Do a Millie Rock montage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Ugly face. Oh shit. <laughs> but it was, you know what I'm saying? Again, it was a good time, and uh, it looked like people was just trying to get that last boy before the summer over. Let's get this last. Little bit of heat left, and and rock out. So what is it about the do over that is different from like a lot of these other parties? I've heard about it, but what makes the do over the do over? Well, I don't know the branding behind it. You what did what you see? But you know what I'm saying. I mean, what else? They had they had different DJs. You know what I'm saying. It was it wasn't like they weren't playing the standard stuff in the beginning. They was playing a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of mashup type of interesting right. grooves with this and that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And like I said, I don't know the branding, so I might be fucking up their brand. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? It's just what I observe. <laughs> Speaking from <laughs> you know what I'm disclaimer. Like, motherfucker be like, man, the do-over is all about. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want y'all to take this as fact. It's just my observation. <laughs> Tweet it, Mr. Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> he gets you with some bullshit. So, so they had the different DJs, you know what I'm saying, playing interesting stuff here and there, mixing some of the, the regular stuff with, you know what I'm saying, some some like Philly style stuff and some, you know. Just some rag grooves. But then one of the interesting things I saw about this particular party, and I'm not sure if it was because it was more corporate mm-hmm. with Miller and Adidas being a part of it, mm-hmm. but the age range was crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The 
the types of people that were it wasn't like one homogenous group like right. that all came looking like you know this and that right nah it was it was all kind of it was like young 20 somethings over here right. with this then you had you know the white girls over here right. you know what i'm saying you had the, the the group with the white boy two black girls and the asian girl right. and one white girl right then you had you know what i'm saying older dudes smoking cigars on the benches okay. you know what i'm saying it was like not older like you know what i'm saying 50s, but like, yeah. like clearly grown ass, you right. know what I'm saying? Kicking 40 down the dough, like, you know right. what I'm saying? 30 somethings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. With, with gold chains and shit, you know what I'm saying? Playing, playing the. the Play, playing the young league. Nah, nah, playing the, you know. We you got know, some money. Yeah, the money, like, but it ain't that type of club. So right. it's outside, you know what I'm right. saying? Ain't no bottles and shit okay. like that. So, you know, cats got on their they Cubans and, right. you know what I'm saying? Posted up, like, right. as such, but. You know what I'm saying? It's really not that environment, but they there. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Then you got, you know. So you're seeing different strategies. It's, it's all saying, these, this is it's, his club strategy. It's like every club strategy uh-huh. put in one room. Right. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's why I call it the do-over. Now, is that, oh, is they all trying? <laughs> Everybody doing it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. One more again. Is but, it, is that, you think that's a result of these hashtag parties? You know what I like, I call them hashtag parties in the way that now a lot of the parties, like, they I don't want to dismiss them, man. I'm just, I'm trying to start a new, like, you call it the Millie Rockification, <laughs> but you know there's certain parties that are known, like Henny Palooza, right, right, right. fucking, um, uh, whatever, all of the, you know, the branded 40 outbound, all of them branded parties, but they not, it's not as much about going down to... You, the let out of another club or right. being in a certain targeted area, paper flyering or even like e-blasting a certain direct uh, mailing list of people that has been curated. Mm-hmm. It's more so that might start there, but as the party starts popping and you know, we hashtag the do-over, yeah, right. it becomes a curiosity crowd. Like, wow, I see this do-over with shit fucking ha- like trending. Yeah, and and one thing that's that's diff- that was different about this because I I, exact, I know exactly what you're talking about. And this same program last year, the kickback with Miller Lite right. was grits and biscuits, uh, right. Saturday Saturday morning cartoons, everyday people, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And taking it to the other market, right? Now, the interesting thing about those events last year was that those were like hashtag type of parties, right? But when people came, they came. Pr- as what the party was supposed it, to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? They so knew the, exactly. They knew exactly what to wear, yeah. exactly how to look. Right. So everybody came as one group of, right. hey, we here for everyday people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we here for grits and biscuits. And you look the part. And you look the part. Right. This particular joint, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, that, like I said, it might be part of mm-hmm. the, the personality of the event. It was just like, shit, we going to party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just said, you know what? All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So you had, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like I said, you had those kind of cats. You had, you know, the the Afro, the <laughs> natural chicks. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You had you had African girls. You had Coco and Breezy. And uh, what's the girl name? Kalani, who, uh, what was? um? Oh, the singer? Yeah, she yeah. was up in there. Okay. They had a little corner. Was it know? was it just a bunch of corners? Was it, it was any just, cohesion? It, no cohesion? The dance floor is always the cohesion. Was it a dance floor? The was dance, it? Yeah, the dance floor okay. went down. Okay. You know what I'm cool. saying? The dance floor, once it once you know everybody got the, you know, licking in their system and the, right. and the sun started setting it when it's hot. Right. The dance floor was, was popping. Because these are long-ass parties. These are yeah. from beginning to like early. Like from 2 to 10. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah so it's an all day situation, it's but a it's commitment. Early. Yeah, so that's that's why you get the older crowd like shit. I guess I, so. I, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do a day party. <laughs> I could do that. You know what I'm saying? I could, you know what I'm saying? Shit. I'd be home by <laughs> eight, home by eleven. Yeah, I'm good. I can go to work tomorrow. Yeah, shit, <laughs> get my likes on the gram. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag. So you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just very interesting because the way that people are promoting now are not just venue centric right this particular club uh-huh. it's let's create this experience yeah and i, I like that yeah. i like it because now once you got the experience take you could anywhere. you could take that experience anywhere mm-hmm. and you know saying that you know that starts with you know taking it you know to the big events right what was the joint from uh, la toxic day party right it was like one of the first of that type of movement right right right, right i right. guess you would call the hashtag party hashtag trademark demian lemon there you go you know there saying? we go a couple trademarks you got you got a, you got a problem with office. him calling your party a hashtag party <laughs> at mr <Adam>. muhammad <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. Ah, uh, shit. Yo, I don't think I've ever. Go ahead. I don't think I've ever thrown. I don't think I've ever thrown a party. Have you thrown a party, dude? Yeah, I used to yeah. throw parties back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a different type of lifestyle because it's uh, it's fun when they when they pop, like when you promoting parties. Throwing parties are fun. Like when you just throwing parties, just to throw a party and have people over. That's fun. When you try to say, yo, now I want to promote parties and make some money and invest in the party and hopefully I get my shit back, mm-hmm. that could be fun too, but that could be stressful. That could yeah. be a different type of lifestyle, yeah. but it's it's cool, man. I like I was I was um I saw my lady about this the other couple days ago. Like I like almost every part of the party, every element of the party, from like like when you first get in, like the early part mm-hmm. of the party. Where you don't know if this shit gonna pop or not, <laughs> or like where you like you happy that you there early because you know this shit gonna be stupid. Right. To where the crazy part of the party, like when it's at full tilt, mm-hmm. there's that part of if you were there and you seen it go to that, or if you just got dropped off right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just came through and that shit was on fire. And it's that after portion of the party where the let out, mm-hmm. and then you you know. And it's cheese and, 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 yeah. and then there's a and then there's a recap, right? There's the re- recap. I mean, recap is tomorrow. Yeah, the recap is <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's the next day. Yeah, that's the next day. You gotta finish the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's uh, like it's the it's the commitment to the night for everything it brings you through. And it is there is a uh, there's a through line to that yeah, shit that I appreciate. Yeah, no doubt. I'm shit. Like I said, for years that was just life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was. Whatever was popping, right. I was gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. years, yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the take attendance for years. Man. I was present. Right, Ali Muhammad, present. Exactly. <laughs> you already know, and it's a pride in that. It's a pride, <laughs> especially when it's not even just present in your neighborhood or in your city, but present all on, over on the circuit. You know what I mean? You out there <laughs> on the circuit. Oh, I see you. You know what I mean? It's oh, we just be... saw you in Miami. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm out here though. You know, yeah. <laughs> present. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, see, the thing is, I don't have party throwing confidence. You know what I'm saying, D? Well, do you have party going confidence? Yeah, I could pop in the party, but no, my that's thing not is, like, party really... going confidence. They don't. You know, do you, do you nah, could I, fully I, embrace that shit? I'll be honest with you, man. Be honest. Um, 
<laughs> 42 minutes in. Now he's going to be honest with you. I appreciate honest, it. Thank you. And, and, and D, and D, you know this because you, you, you've taken me to a couple events. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, I'm uncomfortable in loud scenarios where I can't carry a conversation. Uh-huh. It's something about it that doesn't appeal to my personality. I, 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 I typically, I, I'm the one to leave the party early. Right. Quick. Because it's too loud. Everybody's, the music is crazy. I'm like, I can't, uh, I can't hear you. Then you don't want to throw no you party. Know? Yeah. See, yeah, I don't have, you can't leave your own party early. Yeah. Because then somebody else is securing your bag. Right. That's true. I think there's a part of the party where you just don't even put no expectations on it the first time. Like, expectations could fuck the party up sometimes. It could be a good thing because it could give <laughs> as you. A, as a participant or a, as a, as a thrower? As a participant. Oh, right, right. Because right. I'm saying go through the participant stage first before you even try to throw a party. Mm -hmm. I think you got to experience a party before you could throw a good party. You know what I mean? But not always, but it helps. But what I'm saying is if you don't have any expectations of when I get to the party, I got to make sure that I talk to X amount of people. I got to dance and I got to do this and all of that. And if you just go just to enjoy yourself and just be like in that moment, you'll probably enjoy it a little bit more than if you put that pressure on yourself to feel like you need to be doing something in there. Right, but it's all kinds of people out here. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. certain, it's some people who come just to have a great time. They don't give Absolutely. a fuck. It could be two people in there. They're going to have a great time. Then you got other people who need everybody else to be having a good time for them to have a good time. They need to go into a situation where it's popping so right. that they can have a good time. Right. Um, you know, so you just got to figure out where you're at on the spectrum. That really determines where you go because you can't take a chance on a party if you're not willing to kind of, you know, get to a place that ain't popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but nowadays the internet make that shit a little easier because you could already see what's popping. Well, see, my homeboy feels the internet killed the party. And he's a guy that throw. I want to have him up here too. Um, shout out to my man Natalio Tobacco. I'm gonna have him up here. But explain that. Explain that. He feels though, as somebody that promotes parties, now yeah. that <laughs> with everybody that like you could go there, you could Snapchat, you could Instagram, you could tweet, and it's a full report from the no, park. No doubt. That, so you got to be on. If <laughs> that shit ain't popping, you got to go against that propaganda. It's like and no you, doubt. You out there saying, "Yo, it's this." It's lit. Yo, we do it. And then somebody hit you with the boop, boop, boop. It's seven people in here. Nah, bruh. Because there's so many people now yeah, that. Hey, yeah, this shit keep hey, you know, honest now. You yeah, got you to gotta hey, get, you, know, you got to make it pop for real. But the thing is, hey. it, hold on, hold on. What's that? But the thing about making it pop was if we going to be honest, it's a, it's, we're in this together. The promoter in <laughs> the crowd, I feel like we we both got to take a chance. If you believe in me like I believe in you, come to this venue and we can get this shit popping. Don't believe the hype of the motherfuckers that got here early that say whatever, whatever. Come make it something. But that comes with being a trusted promoter. That right. comes with, with people wanting to fuck with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like... These parties, I mean, like I say, I ain't out here just trying new shit and different shit like that. Usually where I'm going, it's going to be popping. They established. Because it's going to be a situation that right. need to be taped. By the time you could afford to pay somebody to come out there and, and document the shit, right. the shit is usually already popping. But these parties ain't dead. They just look like, you know what I'm saying, like the this particular era of parties, you know what I'm saying, they, they either go... Real lounge uh -huh. or real big, right? You know what I'm saying, which is which is good when you have that choice. It's like you know what, I'm just go to the corner bar, right? Chill out at mm -hmm. the Casablanca, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, or 
I want to do the big thing, the big event, the everyday people's or the, you know what I'm saying, da 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 and the da Exactly. I think, you know what I'm saying, it's a great thing because people know the experiences are getting bigger and better. You know what I mean? A lot of these, I haven't came across no motherfucking problems. Yeah, don't, you, know you don't hear a lot about that. Because the, the way that these parties are done are not in a way that creates those types of problems. Like when you got the expectation expectation to ball over the next nigga and right. you know what I'm saying yeah. it, it, it creates a little tension in right. the room you know what I'm saying yeah and that has to be managed um but it's out here you know what I'm saying it's definitely out here you put the right program together it's it's out here what are you about to, what are you about to say Vlad oh no to me it was there's a parallel between parties and comedy shows because it's a it's the equivalent of what a comic bombs mm-hmm and you go, yo, what'd you do? Oh, I, I tore it down, man. I mean, I, I was standing ovation. Right. <laughs> and then you talk to somebody who was there, and he goes, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You took a slow one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's even worse when it's on the snap. And uh, But that's, yeah. the, that, I guess that's the value of being there. You know what I mean? You could, you could make sure everybody knows what really happened. You know what I mean? Like, you were, you were actually an eyewitness. And if you want to snap the situation, you can snap the situation, or you can give the first-hand account, you know. But being there still has priority over the motherfucker that wasn't, you know. No doubt, unless it was a bomb. But even when it was a wait, bomb, wait, sometimes so, I wasted my motherfucking time. Wait, D. So yeah, to, but to if it's a good story, is it really? You gonna get your you gonna get your time back out of telling that story? That shit was trash. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> No, but to, 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 to your friend's point, I got a question about that because Ali said earlier that the social media keeps you honest. Right. But your boy is saying that it killed the party. But I think it, I think it, it, it may be, it's like it, it holds you accountable now. Well, it's, there's the, I, this is what I would think. There's always, there's those people, there's like three types of people. There's the people <laughs> that's going to go. There's, there's those people, no, there's those people that are going to go. They're like, yo, I'm going. I'm an outgoing right. type of person. Right. I need to go out and support live parties, live comedy, whatever, right? right? Then there's those people that's like, nah, I'm chilling. I'm going to the crib. I'm in whatever, whatever. I'm not, I'm not fucking with it. Then there's those people on the bubble that are kind of like, you know, I kind of want to do something, but it, I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to go out there and see if there's some bullshit. And those are the people that are go, they're gonna be the people that will right. go to the internet. They're right. the people that are gonna yelp the restaurant before they eat. They're no gonna, doubt. they're gonna go research the hashtag because they oftentimes. They need that push either way. Right. That push to be like, nah, you stay in, it's the best choice, or no, don't miss this. Right. And that's where that's where it could get tricky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas before, you didn't have that. You didn't have now the you, outlet. You had to, you had to guess. You, you had, had to guess. You had that the promoter smoking mirrors, the hottest part of town. Right. <laughs> or your friend that already got gaffled. That's like, you call him, yo, should I come? Fuck that, come down. You know, it is what it I'm is. I'm here by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, come on. I think it might turn into something. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you it know what I'm saying? It might turn into something. That's the, always the party hope. The thing about it is that a promoter, like a promoter's, job is to really be able to translate what's happening in culture right now yeah and and be able to put that in in between four walls and and make that experience work and some do it better than others some mm-hmm. have more resources to you know what i'm saying use cheat codes right. to to do it better than others mm-hmm. and you know what i'm saying and then there's some that's out here just trying to get their name up and experimenting and and investing right you know but 
a lot of times out of nine times out of ten, once a promoter knows their audience and they could put the right pieces together, put this particular artist with this particular DJ and this particular Instagram model, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? People gonna come through the door. Hopefully. Hopefully. Still. You know what I'm saying? Still, hopefully. Hopefully enough for you to make your bread. Because that's what gets you. But but still, that give you a that give you a, especially when you're out the blue, that gives you a better chance. A better chance. But it's never a given. No. That's the beauty of this shit. No, nah, it's never a given. But uh, another thing, you have to understand where you fall in the hierarchy. You know what I'm saying? So, so no, that determines place. that determines how much you're gonna spend. That determines you know what I'm saying? Who you expecting? Right. So, like, say we did the party. Last party I threw was in Vegas. Now we talking throwing parties. Yeah. Okay. So, last party I did was in Vegas. Yeah. For Pacquiao fight. Yeah. Right? And we had, <clears throat> you know, you had the big parties. Right. Drake at the such and such. Uh-huh. Nikki over here <laughs> at the blase, blase, blase casino. You tell about the tone at the such and such. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know that's that's the big part. The big puff yeah. daddy. Exactly. Addy, hey, you know, blah blah blah. Marquee. You know what I'm saying? So these are the big joints. You know you're not gonna beat them. Right. But second tier. That's only six thousand people that could fit into those okay. three clubs. Okay. All right. Okay. So now you got you know what I'm saying a couple hundred thousand more mm-hmm. that you need to reach. So what we attacked was the mid range. Yeah. Even the mid grade crowd. Okay. Reggie. The red. Not Reggie. Mid. You know what I'm saying? The mids. <laughs> okay. High, high mids. Okay. Gen five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. High mids. High mids. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, so okay. You know what I'm saying? You get your you get your talent. And what yeah. we did to kind of bridge our gap was that we took we took a bunch of mid-range talents and put them in one room okay. instead of, you know, getting one. So okay. we had two chains, we had Gotti, uh-huh. we had Taz Angels on the on the Instagram model side of okay. things. Okay. We had about five DJs uh-huh. from every, what DJs? every market. Okay. Infamous. Okay. Yeah, but it, it was five cats. Okay. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> Every we got a nigga from Texas, a nigga from the West Coast, <laughs> DJ a nigga from Texas. <laughs> Shout out to DJ a nigga from Texas. But well, what a well, once you put it all together, once you put it all together, uh-huh. and you look at the landscape, yeah. After Drake at the such and such, right, and P Diddy at the fly right. ass over here, right. It wasn't nothing fucking with that line, right. you know okay. what I'm saying? So. It put us in a better position to make money. How'd it work out? Oh, it worked out. It worked out love. Oh, all right. Well, beautiful. It, it, it beautiful. worked out. It was love. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, when by the time they came and shut us down, mm-hmm. see, it was like still seven hundred people on. Oh, the block. Well, that's always you know a saying? good look. So it was. It was. It was a good look. The problem wasn't to getting the people there because uh-huh. now you got them there. Right. The problem was getting them in fast enough to get all the money. Right, 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 right. Damn. You know what I'm saying? We had to leave 700 people on the <laughs> I street. can't sell this crack fast You know enough. what I'm saying? You got 700 people on the street. You looking at that shit like, okay, that's 200, 200. That shit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> what, was, what was your fear? That somebody could poach from the crowd while they was waiting online? No, that's not a fear. The fear is that, you know what I'm saying? Fire marshal coming? You're going to get shut down. It's Vegas. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of politics out there. But then the, the thing is, is... Your customer service, you know right? What I'm getting them in, getting them in, getting right. them in fast enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Making sure they could get in and have a good time, yeah. so they could post on the gram and post on the snap that right. they're having a good time. If they stand on the sidewalk, that you know that's live for a minute. Yeah. But then it's not a good time if you one of them seven hundred. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then as a promoter, you like shit. I need every one of them dollars, yeah. especially when you know what I'm saying you got people coming up there. You know what I'm saying? 
dropping 400 ahead to get up fast. Just, just to get up faster. You're yeah. like, Shit, I, need, I need about 350 more of them. Yeah. And then I could take the rest. Yeah. So it's a lot of like when you when it comes to promoting, you might go as a consumer and like, dude, this party was hot. Right. And then the promoter might go home with a fucking headache mm-hmm. because he didn't make all his money. Yeah. Because of this little thing here or that. That's you know the what I'm beauty saying? of it. You know, that and that's that's the game. That's why, you know, some play good and you know, some just get the fuck out. Mm. <laughs> I can't play that game every day. That couldn't be my main business. Nah. Nah. Too much. It's too much anxiety. Too much uh, the stakes. And it's just you got to be about that. You know what I'm saying? You got to be it's whatever, gambling. Yeah, what gambling is 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 up all night. It's dealing with you know what I'm saying. You dealing with cash, so that's when you really worry about a nigga trying to kidnap you and rob you after the club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's every night of your life. The shit is fascinating to me though. I I like when they had that little. Uh, <clears throat> They had that reality show with Mark and Taz from DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty good to watch. Like I like if somebody could capture that, just that that culture, the entertainment nightlife culture right. on so so all of those different levels, from the mm-hmm. consumer to the promoter to the talent to the you know security, all of that shit. That's that's something I would fuck around and watch. Right. I could check that out, man. That's that's some interesting <laughs> shit. <laughs> I ain't laughing. Like yeah, Galvall making that shit, he might fuck around and watch fuck, it. Fuck, fuck around. <laughs> Shout out to DJ a nigga from Texas. It is what it is. Sometimes, like I said, it's three types of people. It's the people that's like, yeah, I'm definitely nah, and there's some motherfuckers on the bubble. <laughs> you know, depending on the slot time and the promotion, I probably tune in. Nah, if Man, you got something like that, I watch it. No disrespect to the DJ from Texas. I no just, doubt. I just can't remember. Well, that's why we go because you know what I'm saying. At a, at a, at a, it was at a. Once the committee got together and it cast us saying, "Yo, we need to bring this cat from Texas," it became a non-fact. It became a budget item at this point. Right. Like, All right. Do we need another DJ? Right. Well, he in town already. Let's get him three hundred. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Hey. But I'm gonna find out what his name is. Shout him out after. No, no, I shout him out on the <laughs> nigga next went one. from DJ Line Item to a DJ <laughs> nigga from Texas. I'm gonna figure it out. Hey, well, shit, that's what it is. It, that shit, all that shit is a budget issue. It's, it Every is little thing, because that's when you when you not doing it and you just you just putting shit together. That shit, them costs start to eat your ass up when you're in the count at the end of the night. You like, yeah. oh, we still gotta pay DJ from Texas, right? Damn, damn. Yeah, shit, pay him yet? Yeah, everybody got you know, to that count. That's where the interesting part get that count. Yeah, that's yeah. That's where it's good. <laughs> that's, when, that's when it's, it's that's when you really realize what's happening. I have a camera there too because that's <laughs> funny. Nobody don't want no camera in the count. Nah, but you the, should have one though. But that shit is that shit is its own motherfucking drama. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because you got cast one waiting around to get paid. You, right, got, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. This this investor like he trying to get his before the bills get paid. There, <laughs> you got There's something even funnier. Vlad, you still in the building though, right? You still there, right? I'm here, baby. I know because we, we all clubbed out. I don't want to I don't want to leave you out. <laughs> no, no, the club. no. I, I'm I'm learning. I got to okay. you. That's not. I'm in college, man. You know, I barely went to any parties. I had to get dragged to go to parties. You know. Yeah. Um. I'm so I'm so that's, that element is so outside of my comfort zone. So, so but you used that, to promote uh, a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, but to me, comedy is about, um, you know, I think this is where I, what I got to work on is I have a tough time in loud environments. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I get overstimulated, if it's my nervous system that acts up. Um, 
I just can't be in loud environments. There's something about it that, that like, it just turns me off. Hmm. Um, if it's too loud, like, I've been in situations where everybody's like, yo, this party's jumping, and my, my body's going, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, maybe maybe it's because I'm I'm a I'm an old man trapped in a young body. I don't know. I, even when I was a kid, when my family would have parties in the house, uh-huh. I would always sneak off and go to my room and, and read or something. I just I can't deal with loud situations. I don't know what I can't I can't be around loud loud environments. Hmm. But you know, it's similar. It's a similar thing with your comedy show. You know, what I'm saying as you grow as a comic, you're still gonna have to put people in room. You know what I'm saying? Not, you might not be the throw in it, but you know, you the talent. You know what I'm saying? You had to, we was talking about this when we went to see Louis C.K. last night. Mm-hmm. Me and D went to the garden to see Louis C.K. Yeah. And he sold that bitch out. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's still an element of promoting because you had to figure out how to get yourself to a point where, where your rooms are full. You know right. what I'm saying? And how you grow your rooms and how you get to a bigger room and how you get to a garden level. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and put people in there, which is is the same what a promoter's trying to do. That's why he would book you. Right. And it yeah. And then and then to add to that, and I think Kevin Hart is brilliant at this, is to make it feel like a moment. You know, uh comedy's one thing, but they gotta feel like when Kevin did the the Lincoln Stadium. Mm-hmm. When he sold that, you know, I think it was fifty thousand, whatever it is. Even though there's comedy, there's jokes. The crowd feels as though this has been the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole Instagram stuff starts in the hashtagging. So, you know, um, how was how did Louis do? Uh, at, at the, did, did it feel like a moment yesterday? Yeah, I thought it. I felt it was a white moment. It was definitely, definitely, Hilarious. it was definitely the whitest thing I've been to in a long time. <laughs> I said that last night. It was like a lot of white people. You remember that Louis Bass is, is yeah, white, definitely, definitely. Now, but I'll say this. Uh, yeah, it felt like a moment for them. It felt like a moment. It did right. feel like it, it was, felt it like was a, a fucking. He sold out the garden. Yeah, it was a moment. But to that point about how to build all of that. And how to be true to who you are. I've noticed, and we going to keep him, Louis, as the example. His messaging has still been very humble in every man for the most part. Even how he promotes a big-ass show at the Garden. There's going to be a personalized email sent out to his, his mailing list. That's huge as fuck. But... The way that I'm still going to communicate is I'm just Louie that's been doing this. I'm a whatever. I'm a slot. You know, all of this type of shit. I'm Kevin. When I talk to my people, I'm going to tell you the gravity of the moment. Right. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that you, I got pyro. I'm letting you know. You see right. me fucking being ejected onto the stage. Like, it's clear that I want this to feel like something. So right. there is manipulation involved, you mm-hmm. know. But it's just like to back to being a promoter. And, you know, when you got to be a bit of a hybrid, if you're a promoter and you're the talent, there is some manipulation to understanding who your crowd is, mm-hmm. what do they respond to, you know, and how to deliver that to them. And, and, and how to get them in the house. And, and yeah, and that's, that's the final act. Like, boom, they showed up. So it must have worked. Or they didn't show up. So what didn't work. But right. back to Louie. I like the shit. You know, I'm a big Louis fan. Mm-hmm. I fuck with it. What I like about Louis as a comedian is just what he can get away with saying. You know, like I like most comedians by what they could get away with saying and just like have the crowd on it without losing the room. You could get away with saying some crazy shit. 
because you build up goodwill based on your craft and your talent and what you've been, you know, be your humor. You know what I mean? Like, it, he, and I like the wordplay. You know what I mean? Like, I, some of the shit that he says, I was thinking about this recently. You know, Eddie was obviously the guy that got me probably into comedy. But, you know, and as much as I love comedy, I'm a huge fan of comedy. I was also, I'm also a huge fan of rap, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing that I appreciate in both is wordplay. Like if you could say some slick shit in a way that is deliberate, but witty. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, that, that's crazy. And I think he's one of the best at that going on right now. I think Louis says some shit that's like, damn, that's going to leave a stain on your brain for a second or mm -hmm. at least make you have to pick it apart or say something that's so crazy outrageous if you was to take it outside of the context. If you pulled it as a pull quote, that shit would be ridiculous. But how you weaved it into what you did, it was artful. So right. I, I dug it. And, you know, that was part of the reason I even went was, you know, I just came off of doing a weekend at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. Shout out to the com the Comedy Zone out in Charlotte. Shout out to everybody that came out. Shout out to uh, uh, Paul Pallotta, Zach Burston, everybody, you know, the whole squad over there. But I wanted to see some people that were like, you know, 25 years in. I wanted to see how comedy played in the garden. I right. wanted to see what that looked like. And I'm happy I went. The shit was, I dug it. Right, no, it was it was good. It was good. I <clears throat> I've never watched uh, Louis stand up. Right, you know what I'm saying. I saw his show. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying. I watched a couple. You know, maybe the first couple seasons of the yeah. show. Um, <clears throat> and you know, he said some loose shit that you know what I'm saying in the moment sounded you know like okay motherfucker what the, what the fuck this motherfucker talk about yeah man? yeah. But you know what I'm saying once he rolled it out you know what I'm saying. And you know you get to sit back and look at how he did. It was very slick how he do it. Like he had a piece on. You know I don't know if he's supposed to tell a comedian's joke, like but that. fuck it, yeah. I ain't no comedian. <laughs> at Mr. Muhammad. Spoiler. <laughs> you look at the list. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, but you know he had a piece on on white privilege. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And when it started off, you know it kind of was like okay, he was rubbing me the wrong kind of way. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck, Louis on? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, but I keep in mind that he had the black wife, and you know what I'm saying. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> I try to, you know what I'm saying, give him the benefit, benefit of the doubt and shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. meanwhile, I'm stirring a, stirring a drink hard like Al Roker and shit. Ah. <laughs> right, hold up. But then after he rolls the joke out, you know what I'm saying, and then he did it in a way where he, he kind of criticized white privilege without alienating the white moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they rolled with him all the way through. And I don't even know if half of the people even got how he bailed out of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. At the end. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it was pretty slick how he did it. So, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I had to, you know, tip my little hat to him, even though I was a little hot under collar in the moment. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> Which is always interesting. I, Sitting I, in the garden, you know what I'm yeah. saying? One of thousands. <laughs> Not just, one of it's thousands. Just, it's just me, <laughs> me and D. Yeah, yeah. A couple of little black spots in the room. Right, right. One black dude behind us with his, his white lady, and he was clapping at some real weird shit. I, I wasn't paying attention uh, to him. But I caught some of that shit. It's funny. That, that, could, that could fuck you up when you start looking at what people are laughing at. I don't judge nobody on what you laugh at, <laughs> man. I'm a comic, man. Live your life. But I was... It definitely made me like, yeah. I was a cause for pause. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, cause like, for pause. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was, you know, it got loose. 
Yeah, it was good though. But, but he 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 did like I said he did it he did it in a way where he he pulled it around and, and it, he made a social commentary on right. on the subject. Yeah, by being in it and not talking about it or around it, he he put himself directly in it. Right, and and then made made the joke happen. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? he didn't. Yeah, because I don't think he didn't let himself off the hook. No, no, no. Yeah, he he put himself directly in the right. in the in the line of it. But you know, it was, it's easy to because he was in a room full of white people, so it was easy to drag them along in that direction. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. If he was in a room with black people, he probably would have lost them in the beginning before he got around. To <laughs> yeah, I don't he, think the room full of black people would have been that big. But there's some <laughs> black people that fuck with Louis. But no, yeah. I'm saying I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. that they don't fuck with Louis. Obviously, the dude right. was behind us fucking with Louis. I'm just saying that that it was easy for him to pull the audience in certain directions, right? Because he knows them, and right, you know he knows audience. He knows the audience, right? Right, true. I could dig that because I, I, I he lost me for a second. I was, he was like, was like "Wait a minute, hold on." I was I almost didn't make it to the end of the motherfucking yeah. joke. <laughs> Yeah, that's always fun. This this what you brought me to, D? <laughs> but you know what? Glad you this what you that? brought me to? Glad do you ever get that? Well, not even, not even this those. What you brought me to? <laughs> what, what, what's going on, What D? kind of shit is this? So this is the kind of shit you like, huh? This ain't this one. It's one of those moments, yeah, where you're looking at me and they're looking at you like, okay, this up. Okay. I see what's popping here. what you went to? Uh-huh. What you like? All right, sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, man. But I thought it was fun, man. It was a good one to see. It was inspiration, man, to see a motherfucker. Just to see how stand-up comedy plays in the garden. Also, shout out to Rachel Feinstein, uh, Michelle Wolf, and Lynn Coplitz. They cracked it open for him. It was pretty dope, man. It was a good night. Who was the MC? Did he have an MC? That was that. Was, he was the MC. He just, uh, yeah, it was funny too. Yeah, <laughs> it was dope. Lily it was, was the MC, huh? Lily yeah, was the MC? Lily was the MC. He just did it from behind oh. the the the, uh, the curtain. It I, was like a funny. He did it well. It was yeah, dope. I, I like that part of the show. He made the garden feel like a small comedy room. Right. He he did his thing. It was it was dope. It was dope. I really fucked with it. Anyway. So, shit, we gonna transform and roll I think, I mean, should we transform? I had another bit to it, but I don't wanna, I feel like we we pushing the F, we pushing the F because it's getting a little no, exploratory. No, What's, what, 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 you, what you got? Because we were talking about, talking about that bit, the Louis bit about white privilege, right? Right, right, right. And then, you know, the perception of white privilege, is it is it there? And if it is, have you used it to your, your benefit or whatever, right? Right. Is there such thing as black privilege? Is there... Is there Latino privilege? Like, is there anything that you do outside of white people? Is there anything that you do as a black person that you think, like, I know I can get away with this shit purely off the strength that I'm black. <laughs> like, and I'm going to leverage it. Nine out of ten times, I know I can get over I on mean, this shit. I mean, it's plenty of shit, but it ain't necessarily privilege. But, you know what I'm saying, it's what's left on the board. It's I'll what's take it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get on this Amtrak, uh-huh. and I know ain't nobody going to want to sit next to me. Right. <laughs> right. So, and you, you say, fuck this. I'm fuck, gonna I'm good. Put, uh-huh. on my, put on my screw face. Nobody want to sit next to uh-huh. the six-foot black man with the screw face. Uh-huh. Is that privilege? <laughs> no, like I said, but it's what's left on the board. <laughs> it's what's left. So what is privilege? Like what? Okay, privilege entails power. Like if you, if you can't, it's always going to be a certain. Once you get to the institutionalized section of this country, you're going to run out of your privilege. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
Once you, you only, get to the institutionalized section. Yeah, so like, okay, if you get to the, you know what I'm saying, to the justice system and shit right. like that, you know what I'm saying, your your little privileges aren't going to be out the window. Okay. Because that's where, that's where all the white privilege lies in the systems. In the systems, uh, in the systems. Yeah, in, in, in the infrastructure of the shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I you could you I could you could take yours as far as you could take it, right? But is there a limit? But let me ask you this, because this is the thing. It, I think I, we should get this topic as just do though. I, I, this I is a long. That. This we is a long. Yeah, it's a long. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold yeah, on. We hold on. in it. We in it now. We, we talking. Hold on. Um, this is my question though. So let me ask you the same question. There is obviously there's obviously white privilege. I'll never say there isn't, mm-hmm. or there you know, right? Hmm. However, because that joke was talking about, you know, you know, I'm a white guy. I'm going to tap into, you know, he's right. tapping into the power of it, right? Right, right. And I'm a white guy. How could you treat me like this? Right, like, basically. What, what the fuck is going exactly. on? You can't treat me like this. I'm a white guy. There's the expectation. There's right. the entitled portion of it. I'm mm-hmm. a white guy. You can't treat me like this. I'm white. You can't treat me like this. Right. But do you feel like, two questions. One, do you concede to that in the way that even if the 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 ground the, the playing field isn't level mm-hmm. does that shit stop anything that you consciously do you like how do you process no, it consciously it don't, it don't stop you at all but that that one you know the original question but the original question was <laughs> is the black privilege and that was just more so to be like to we going that's we gonna explore that shit like latino right. privilege Vlad, do you have any Latino privilege? Do you think there's anything well, that I you think, could do? Well, no, I think the conversation has to, you know, this is why I think is, because um, then we got to break it down into gender as well, right? There's gender, gender privilege, there's sexuality privileges, um, and then race and economic privileges, correct? I guess so if you want to like break it like, down, that for call, keep going. Yeah, so there's like, there's like, a, there's like, a, there's like almost like a, a mosaic of privilege and what that looks like based on different scenarios and contexts. Right. Um, so, but back to Ali's point, um, when you're talking about who's in power and how that how that privilege gets distributed in ways that affect a multitude of people, right? When we're talking about housing and healthcare and education, that's when that's when the, that's when real privilege starts to manifest itself in terms of uh, the fact that certain black people can't get housing. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. I mean, even even when you even when, get, you, yeah. even when you can get housing, you know what I'm saying, and your interest rate is a little different than than the next person with your same credit score, or you know what I'm saying. When you when you in that same neighborhood, but everybody look like them, and then you know what I'm saying you might want to throw your little barbecue, and it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's a lot of different things. Like even when you get to where you want to go, you're gonna run into shit mm. because that's where the privilege kind of stops sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But but where know, where you exercise your your black privilege, D? I'm trying to think about shit like that. Like yeah, this I'm trying to. I was really trying to give it some thought. I was but, thinking about shit like when you sitting on a bus or something like <laughs> exactly. that. Dr. Cole got a joke about that. We just turned your blackness up just yeah. to. Yo, yo, you got black privilege on the sidewalk in bed style coming right. off the train. You, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. However, the funny thing is, sometimes you might not because in certain places, certain places like that. If some shit was to pop off, off, more often than not, motherfuckers will fuck with their own than the white person in that environment for fear that some real be more repercussions fucking with a white person than it well, would be fucking with their own. 
I'm, I'm not even talking about the actual perpetration of the fraud or the crime. Okay. I'm just talking about... Just living... Just, we're just living life. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Being comfortable. Being more comfortable. <laughs> being more comfortable the street in the be... darkness yeah. of the night. Exactly. Okay. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. You, know, you, you get off the train and you <laughs> must be walking 10 million miles per hour. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you, you go you slow stroll to the crib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You could be a little bit more comfortable in your setting, your exactly. surroundings. Exactly. But, you know, that, that's about, you know. You just you exercise your shit in your world. Like if if I'm at if I'm at HBCU, right? I am fully you feel black privilege. You feel you know it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm in Decatur, Georgia, right? You know what I'm saying? Inside the cab mall, okay. I'm exercising my black privilege to walk up here uh-huh. and order my Popeyes with uh-huh. ease. Right. I could I could say it in shorthand. Right. Hey, let they me know. get that two piece out. Mm-hmm. They, they go boop boop boop. You know what they saying? understand, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Another person might come, hey, uh, come on, we, we ain't got time for all this slow yeah, talking now. Yeah, come on with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In these limited settings. It's a bit Very of, limited. It's now. a bit of privilege. Just a bit of privilege that so, you can exercise. So, uh, Vlad, do you have any privilege that you could, uh, as, a, as a Latino? Well, I'll say this. For example, as a Latino, if I travel to a Latin American country, right, um, you know, there's a lot of internalized racism in Latin America. Right. So by virtue of the fact that I'm light-skinned, right. um, mm. there come certain privileges I with that. Sign. Light-skinned. <laughs> <laughs> you are well, <laughs> Talk your talk, man. No, I'm Go just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> nah, you know, um, it, it's, it's interesting because I, I'll give you an example what I'm talking about. So, like, I have what you would consider uh, ethnically ambiguous features. Some people would say that. Um, cause I have curly hair, you know, uh, How my, I am light- okay. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example I'm talking about. So yeah. although I'm light skinned, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not as white as someone who has green eyes and right. like straight hair, which they are in Latin America. Right. You know, you'll, you'll find a Colombian cat who looks like he's from, you know, he's from Connecticut. Right, 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 right. Um, so there's, there's, by measure of degree, I have a certain privilege based on how dark my skin type is compared to someone like that. And what would that, what, um, what would some of those privileges entail? Uh, you know, they're considered to be smarter. Mm-hmm. When they put a certain outfit on, they're considered to be more handsome or better dressed. Mm. Um, they will definitely pull, uh, you know, uh, you know, statistically, they, they might pull more females at a club. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so their, so their status is elevated because of that. And this is Latin America. Um, this is Latin America. Okay, I just wanted you to be clear because they're gonna at you. And then you know, you you are certain parts of Latin America. You know, black people get they get ostracized. They get they get placed in certain neighborhoods, like anywhere in the U.S. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, and Diab, boy, they so, hard on the dark skin, brother. Yeah, oh, man. man. It's, it's hard. It's hard. They're trying to there. deport Absolutely, you, man. Shit. In D.C., they hard on the dark <laughs> <laughs> It's tough. Let me ask so, you this. Okay, keep going. Go ahead. So. No. So what I, you know, the, the same thing about privilege is like the fact that someone crosses the street when you when you're on that street, Damien. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, is that a privilege or is that is that a is that a negative? You know what I'm saying? Or if someone doesn't yeah. want to sit next to you on the bus. Nah, you know see, I mean? see, if you internalize it, then you you could take it as a negative. But see me, I think the privilege is in being able to to play their stereotypes against them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you walk across the street and I'm behind you, and especially if I got to go across the street too, you're going to be more fucked up than I'm going to be by it because <laughs> I'm going to be laughing the whole way. Like, right. like I tell you, it happens all the time coming to this studio, right, on the Upper West Side coming down Broadway. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit, don't, that shit don't bother me because that's on you. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your shit is your shit. I don't mm-hmm. have to internalize your shit while you crossing the street. I ain't trying to rob you. I got, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I was going to a house party, a white friend of mine's house party, and I got there about 11 o'clock, and there was a couple coming out. Mm-hmm. I was going in, and they actually froze <laughs> in the, like, they froze the like, like deers. Uh-huh. Like, <gasps> uh-huh. and like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And the dude, he was coming out of the door. And the, the woman had already got down the steps, and I was coming through the gate. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker Left was, was about to go back in the house. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I bust out laughing. I, like, laughed. I was like, you know what I'm To release the tension? No, because it was funny as okay, fuck. I didn't yeah. care about their tension. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. I didn't care about their tension. I laughed because the shit was funny as fuck, because uh-huh. he was about to leave her. Right. If I was trying right. to do something, he just gave her to me. Hilarious. But I'm like... Motherfucker, I got on Ferragamo loafers right. and a trench coat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a nice dress coat. Who yeah. the fuck I'm robbing in motherfucking loafers? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look like, fuck. Right. But that's them. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. That's like, you know what I'm saying? So, the like I said, the privilege is being able, okay, if if that type of thing is happening, how do I, how do I move? In order to counteract that to get myself in a better position. Mm-hmm. If I'm on a set and I'm the only black dude and everybody looking at me crazy and blah, 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 who's this dude and trying yeah. to protect the models from me shooting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just be blacker and, you know, I be taller <laughs> and I walk stronger and mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? I shoot everywhere and piss all over the walls, mm-hmm. like marking my territory. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then what happens is once they see the client, the, the who, who writing the checks? Mm-hmm. How they interact with me and them, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Then they then they feel fucked up. Like, mm. damn, why would mm. we treating they? They love them. Now why 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 do we not love them? <laughs> so now by lunch they want to get to know you, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But is that based on you or is it based on somebody validating you? No, I don't give a. See, the thing is, is that I know that this is going to happen. Of course, and so, so you have fun with. So it's all a show. Right, like the, I don't have to talk to the client. I don't have to have the client validate me, but I like to do it so they can see, and then it's all fucked up. But let me ask you this: Is that misdirected rage a little bit in the way? Not misdirected, because no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> but that's my privilege. That's how, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that no, 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 is true. It's your privilege. But I'm just thinking about that moment where you like you could you can make the decision. To be offended, or you could be tickled by the bullshit. You know what I mean? And like in that moment where you walk in there and you know, like I always joke, like if you the only black guy at an all white event, you don't need to introduce yourself. They saw you. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, they, and they coming to see you. They, they gonna come to see. They you. trying to figure out who are you, and how you got here. Exactly. So when you say like I'm walking through proud, like I'm 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 coming through with abandon. Like I'm right. not not concerned with one of y'all. It's it's almost like. It's an aggressive act to counter the right. way that you, like, this is some bullshit. So because of their privilege, you have a counter privilege in being able to to misdirect it, to manipulate it, uh-huh. to all that shit. So it's like privilege Tai Chi. Yeah, it's like, it's like when, when, at the or time when Gino. I was young black male in the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Get pulled over dirty than a motherfucker. Right. The biggest misdirection was the smile and the how you doing, officer? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you and, don't look like the, what they and expect. The, and the understanding, no, you ain't reacting how they expect That's you. That's what react. I mean, but with the smile, it's like you yeah, don't you just, like, yeah, come on, bro. What, what, yeah. Where you going? And, and and you actually know where you're going and how you're getting there and all right. that. That's all 
pre-planned shit. Right. Every move you make, you knowing where you at, what's around, and where you should be if you was doing the right thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So by the time they hit you with them damn them profile questions, blah, 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 where you going? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. And you like, oh, I'm going over here a little bit and see my friends and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see your ID. And then, I just wonder, and then, though. And then you already know your ID clean. It, you know what I'm saying? This shit is, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a little different. You use they shit against you. Now, it don't work for everybody in every moment, mm-hmm. but I use the shit but, as, a, as, as that, my own that, little privilege. I, I have I have, a, I have a question though. Is that not um, one of the definitions of privilege? In that in that you don't have people, to do you don't have to deal with that. That whole psycho like whole psychology yeah, of course, is not but, even present. But right. we don't have that. That's right. why <laughs> that's why you got to use what you got. What's yeah, left you, on the board? Use trickery. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop. Stop privilege is trickery. It's the burden of being black. It's like I got to get over. I got to get out this situation. I have to use my wit to out fucking you know? think. You oh, use man. their their aggression and their privilege, right. you know what I'm saying, against them in a certain situation. It don't work every time, and uh-huh. sometimes they're gonna piss you off, and they're gonna have you in a position where you can't, you ain't got no more tricks, oh, and you're just gonna be mad, and you're gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But when you can, you get it off, right? You know what I'm saying. It's like being broke and the and you live in a black neighborhood and you poor, and then the motherfuckers coming to collect the bills, and you can see them from down the street because they white. Right, right, right. <laughs> 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 That's, that's reverse privilege. It's like a superpower. <laughs> oh, they coming. That's, shit. that's funny as shit, man. Anyway, uh, man. Uh, Vlad, do you want to say anything else? Yeah, anything? No, that's it, man. I, I, do have, I do have to jet, though. I bet. So let the people yeah. know where you're going to be at. I'm in Los Angeles, man. I'm out here doing some private events. I got a corporate gig next week, and uh, I'm pretty much out here, man. Comedy Magic Club and... Just playing locally until further notice. Ah, uh, shit. Further notice. I could dig it. We are on notice. All right. Muhammad, where you at? What's going on? Oh, uh, man, I'm here, man. Thorough TV on the snap. You know what I'm saying? Next week, we we are shooting some interesting shit for the Oscars. Not the actual show, but the Oscars Foundation. Like a, um, like a, the shit that go into their historical records and shit. So we shooting a lot of directors and shit all next week. So that's going to be cool. That's that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then, you know, I'm rewinding down to my birthday. Oh, uh, you know shit. It's a celebration. There you go. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, shit. What you doing for you? Oh, well, we'll talk about yeah, we'll that talk when about we get that to that. And we get to that week. All right. Uh, what's going on with you, boy? I'm going to be at the, uh, there's a show called The the Dead Darling Show tonight. Uh, I'll tweet about it because I don't have all the information handy. But I'll also be at Cobbs in San Francisco from September 28th to uh, October 1st. So uh, I'll put that up. I'm about to, to drop the information on that now. But if you go to CobbsComedyClub.com, you can get your tickets. San Francisco, I'll be there September 28th to October 1st. Uh, and then until then, I'll be back here. And as always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. Yeah. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out!